a Telltale Pod production. Spirit Bird by Jasbinda Belan Chapter 34 What did they say? asks Jeevan as soon as I put the phone down. We have to go to the hospital, I say. He said he might be there. I rush to the bedroom, get dressed and collect the mango seedling but the bird that was forming yesterday is looking a little crushed and makes me pause. Look what's happened to it, I say to Jeevan, placing it on the breakfast table in the other room. I'm sure it'll recover, he replies. Why don't I pot it for you, says Lakshmi, taking it from me. All it needs is a little bit of water and Raj is waiting downstairs so you can get to the hospital straight away. Thank you, Lakshmi, I say, my heart beating fiercely. It might be silly, but I don't want to leave without the seedling. I've carried it all this way. For Papa, you see. The others wish us luck and, clutching the seedling tight, safely planted in a small terracotta pot, we sprint down the stairs, through the courtyard and jump into Raj's taxi, with Lakshmi following behind. Good morning, little sir and madam, says Raj, starting up the rickshaw. What lovely perfume you were today. No worrying, okay? All will turn good. Raj drops us in front of the enormous hospital building, which looms ominously in the middle of its sprawling gardens, and I'm weak with fear. The thoughts I've been trying to quieten are now screaming in my head. What if he's not here after all? Or what if he's so badly hurt he'll never be the same again? It feels like snakes are crawling through my stomach as I push open the wide glass doors and rush ahead of Jeevan and Lakshmi towards the reception desk. As Jeevan catches up with me, I slow down, dragging my feet, almost wanting to turn back. I'm scared. Chifan, I whisper. We don't know anything for sure yet, says Chifan, touching my arm. And I, and I know that's hard, but the one thing that has kept you strong is your hope and what you believe. He takes my hand and together we stand before the desk. Tugging at my sleeves, I take a deep breath, hold my pendant for courage and feel its rhythm pulse through me. I'm looking for my papa. I say. He was in the factory fire at Connaught Place. A nurse looks up from behind the reception desk, giving me a hard stare. I tug at the ratty ends of hair that barely cover my neck and pass my hand over the rest, trying to smooth it down. Yes, we do have a few men from that fire here. We are all together, says Lakshmi, hurrying along. My heart gives a huge twist as I stand up on tiptoes, peering over the desk. 
but I'm afraid the papers of all those men were destroyed in the fire. So we don't have any names? The nurse puts her pen down and stands up. I swallow. Please! I have to find him. My ma is back in our village. I've come from Mormonali. Uh, but that's hundreds of miles, she raises her eyebrows. Let me see if I can find someone. We're very busy. She waves her hand to another nurse. Nurse Marla will take you, my dear. She gives a tired smile, then carries on with her work. We follow Nurse Marla as she clips along the white-tiled corridor. Not to worry, says Jeevan. Try not to worry? Are you crazy? My insides are like springs, tightening and unravelling with every step. I didn't mean to snap like that. I'm sorry, Jeevan. Lakshmi strokes my cheek and we carry on down the long corridor. When at last we arrive at the ward, sweat drips slowly down my back as I stare along the line of beds closely crammed together. Long twisted wires filled with glistening liquid are attached to each patient's arm, sending shivers spiralling down my spine. This is where most of the men are, says the nurse kindly. Don't be shocked. We'll go along the beds and see if we can find your papa. I'll stay right beside you, whatever happens, Asha, says Jeevan. I wouldn't be able to do this without you, you know. Moving slowly along the row, I scan each face. As I approach a new person, my heart almost leaps into my mouth. Perhaps the next one will be Papa. No, the next one has to be him. But none of them are. And then the beds come to an end. My Papa's not here, I sway, suddenly feeling hot, sourness rising into my throat. I'm going to be sick. I cling to Jeevan. You need some fresh air, says Lakshmi, scooping her arm around my back. Here, quick. The nurse scrapes a chair towards me. Oh, honey, I'm so sorry. Lakshmi takes out a folded handkerchief and a bottle of water from her bag. She wets the handkerchief and dabs my face. Jeevan fans me with a piece of folded paper. I stare up at them all, still feeling queasy. I don't want to get your hopes up, says the nurse, but there is one last room. She pats my hand. A small one uh, on the left over there, with a man who keeps shouting in his sleep, disturbing the others. That's why he's in the room by himself. I struggle to my feet. What if it's not him? We won't know until we go and look, says Jeevan. We've got one more chance. The sweet scent of jasmine blows in through an open window, filling me with memories of home, of Ma, Rupa, Rohan, Mormonali. The nurse shows us to the room and I try to control my racing heart. I'll wait out here, says Lakshmi. I push the handle down and creak the door open. 
Even with Jivan right beside me, I hesitate before walking in. A bandaged figure on the bed faces away from me. All I can see are a pair of scarred hands resting on the white sheet. I put the mango seedling on the table and creep closer, moving round the bottom of the bed to get a better look. My papa's hands were smooth and strong, but these are blistered and burned. His eyes are squeezed closed. His cracked lips parted. He looks so old and in pain. But I'd know that face anywhere. Papa! I found you at last! I throw my arms around his thin body, resting my head lightly on his chest. My tears dripping on the woolen blanket. Slowly at first, then spilling out as fast as the Ganges. What happened to you, Papa? I touch the bandage on his forehead, but he doesn't open his eyes, and fear flashes through me. Asha, you found him! Jivan flings his arms around my shoulder. I lean into him. We found him! The nurse rushes in, followed by Lakshmi. It is your papa then, asks the nurse. What wonderful news, Asha, says Lakshmi, grasping my hand. It is, I say, my voice trembling. But he won't open his eyes and I don't know what's wrong with him. He's not like the papa I remember at all. We don't know exactly what happened in the factory. He was unconscious when he came in. We think he has traumatic amnesia. What does that mean? When will he open his eyes and recognise me? What's wrong with him? It means he can't remember anything, says Jivan, pulling his arm tighter around my shoulder. The nurse frowns. He couldn't tell us who he was. He must have had a fall. Because we didn't have any documents on him, nobody knew who to contact. But he will get better, won't he? I grasp the nurse's arm. Listen, you have to be brave. This is hard for me to tell you, especially since your ma is so far away, but I have to be honest with you. He might have permanent brain damage. Lakshmi gives the nurse a hard stare. Papa's breathing is even and hardly sounds like anything's wrong at all. Maybe they're mistaken, and when he wakes up he'll be the same as before. Sorry, I know it's not what you want to hear. My throat is tight with grief. So, he may never remember me. That was another Tell-A-Tale Pod production. Remember that you can follow, share and find more of our podcasts at tellatalepod.podbean.com.